and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, guys? You are tuned in to the newest episode of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. This is the Friday main show where we give you all the betting tips, tricks, and picks that you need to be successful this weekend. I'm your host, Dale Lippin, in here with the co-hosts with the most of soap. What's going on? John Gruden sucks. Derek Carr sucks. The Raiders' defense sucks. And Nick Mullins is a god. That's what's going on right now. That's what's happening in this Thursday night football game. You know what doesn't suck, though? The fact that this show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code GIVEMECASH and get a 100% match on your initial deposit up to 1000 bucks. And here's the sad part about that, though, Soup. That's only good for this weekend. Starting next week, that discount is going to get reduced dramatically. Still going to be a deep discount, but it's not going to be 100% on the match. So you want to take advantage of that now. Get in there. Get that 100% match. MyBookie.ag, promo code GIVEMECASH. But, yes, I agree with you. The Raiders are terrible. They are the worst team in football right now. I think that if it came down to a knife fight between the Raiders and the Bills, the Bills come out on top 10 times out of 10. Depending who's at quarterback. If it's Nate Peterman, no way. Nate Peterman's shit. Nate Peterman's the worst quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah probably is. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah. You're right. Nate, Nate Peterman's terrible. Yeah. I, I wanted, to, I wanted to bring it to an argument, but I couldn't. The fact that he's still starting this weekend – Put Terrell Pryor in at quarterback. You just signed him. Let him play quarterback. You got a better chance with him than you do Nate Peterman. But, uh, yeah. That's it. Oakland sucks. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no fans or butts about it. Their defense is really bad. A lot of missed yeah. open field tackles. Uh, a lot of open guys. Just really, really just bad. Just bad. Well, here – well, here's the here's the wild thing about this. One, this line moved a million points in the last couple of days, and two, you've got a guy that just got signed off the practice squad, absolutely torching your defense. Um, it, there, there's no excuse, and you know anybody that bet on this game, you know, it's just it's 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 impossible to see something like this coming. It's just unbelievable. You don't ever expect things to be this bad, but it, they really are that bad. But I don't want to sit here and dwell on the uh, on the terrible Oakland Raiders. We'll let you know the Battle of the Bay finally come to an end with the Niners on top. Let's go to some NFL games that we like this weekend. One of which, a little bit closer to my neck of the woods, we got the Atlanta Falcons. You, you're really high up on them this week. What's going on with that game? Right. So, like I said earlier on in the year, uh, we've covered the Falcons a couple times. They got off to a rough start. Uh, they had to play the Eagles, they had to play the Panthers, they had to play the Saints, they had to play the Bengals, they had to play the Steelers. But their schedule starting to lighten up a little bit. Um, they beat the Buccaneers, they beat the Giants last week, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye. They've got the Redskins in Washington this week. Um, my bookie's got Atlanta at plus one. 
I like the Falcons in this matchup. I like them to come off a bye, and I like them to continue on their winning streak. They are a good football team. Matt Ryan, you know, historically throughout his career has been a better second-half quarterback than first-half quarterback. Julio Jones is going to find pay dirt. Uh, Calvin Ridley, you know, their running backs are finally he- – well, I guess Devonta Freeman's not healthy, but Tevin Coleman's finally healthy. Edo Smith is a nice receiving running back out of the backfield. And I think that this might possibly be the game where Adrian Peterson doesn't look like the AP from Oklahoma. Um, that The guy's killing it. Um, you know, all the credit goes to Adrian Peterson for keeping himself in such incredible shape at his age. But uh, I like the Falcons on the road at plus one. I like the Falcons too here. I think that despite the, the de- injury depleted roster, I think that the Falcons are going to be able to eke out a win here. The Peterson magic, if you will, that's going on right now, it, it is going to come to a stop at some point. I don't necessarily know that he's not going to have a great game uh, on Sunday. However, I am confident in Matty Ice's ability to lead Atlanta to victory in spite of Adrian Peterson having uh, another vintage performance, if that is the case. I still like Atlanta to get get the win here. Uh, and even if they, I mean, plus one, even if they lose a heartbreaker, you know, get a push at best. I, I, I like them to cover that point or, uh, you know, at least at least see your money back on that, if nothing else. So from a game that was close to me to a game that's closer to you, uh, you know, we got we got one of the biggest rivalries in football this weekend. Who are the Steelers playing? Uh, average Joe Flacco and the Ravens. <laughs> He's elite. Joe Flacco's elite, bro. He hasn't even shaved his neck for this game. He's ready. He's coming. He's got the coat on. He's got the neck coat. He's ready to go. He's got the Steelers. My book, he's got the Steelers coming in at plus two, and I'm a big fan of that line. How about you? Yeah, so am I. Uh, the Steelers have ripped off three straight since their last loss, which came at the hands of the Ravens. Um, and the Ravens, on the other hand, have gone three and one since that game. Uh, Pittsburgh, again, coming off a bye. This is another road dog that we like here. Um, Ben and AB have finally synced up. Uh, I know that Juju is sacrificing due to that, but um, you give me AB over Juju any day. Uh, It's as simple as that. You give that guy the ball two yards downfield, and he's one of the only players in the NFL who can make it and turn it into a 78-yard touchdown by a couple moves. Antonio Brown is the ultimate playmaker. James Conner is running out of his mind. I mean, he looks great. I was not a believer in James Conner at the beginning of the year. I looked at it more as a, he played at Pitt. Um, It was more of a, I don't want to say sympathy draft pick, but, you know, a a good feel hometown story kind of deal. He's proved me wrong 100%. James Conner is a very good NFL running back. Um, the defense seems to be turning a tide. TJ Watts playing well. Joe Hayden's playing well. Um, and on the other side of the ball, Joe Flacco's not playing well. So I, I like the Steelers plus two in this. I don't think the Ravens can sweep the Steelers. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they can either. And anybody that's familiar with this rivalry knows that these games are always closely contested and always very very close. Uh, you know, score-wise and intensity-wise, and especially uh, with the added weight and pressure of this game, I like 
the Steelers to cover those two points. Um, you know, it's one of those things, man, where nobody is surprised watching these two teams play when it comes down to a field goal or, you know, whoever has the ball last ends up winning the game. That that just tends to be the way that these games are played out. And I'm with you. I don't think the Ravens are going to sweep this year. I like Pittsburgh to continue their winning ways in this rivalry and go ahead and pick up pick up a win outright. Uh, never mind the two points. But, I, you know, obviously our play is the two. But I like the Steelers to win outright as well. So that's, you know, that's sort of where my heart's lying on that. Um, moving away from that game, a game that you and I are excited about, and it's a very unique situation because you've got a guy getting traded off of a team onto a new team and then playing his old team all in the same week. You got the Texans Broncos game. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, so Demarius Thomas, uh, for those of you guys who didn't know, got traded from the Broncos to the Texans this week. Um, this game is in Denver. They are so they have a massive poster of Demarius Thomas outside of Mile High Stadium. Um, that is that has been taken down, and it is now a picture of Demarius Thomas with a big thank you on it. They will pay tribute to Demarius Thomas before the game. Um, Deshaun Watson's playing well. DeAndre Hopkins, we, I mean, he's DeAndre Hopkins. There's, I don't have to justify how he's playing. Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt are out of their mind right now. And this Denver team is struggling. Case Keenum is Case Keenum. He's not – I mean, it was a fluke last year. It really was. It hurts me to say that because I liked watching him last year with Minnesota. But I think this defense does enough to control him Philip Lindsay can only do to do so much to take pressure off him. I like the Texans on the road. So we're going with three, uh, three road teams. I just realized that um, we're taking another road team in this. I like the Texans to, to cover. Was it one point? Yep. Yeah. My bookie's got the Texans coming in at minus one. Yeah. Which, Texans minus one. Yep. I, I like that for all the reasons that you said. Um, I think that, you know, that, Houston's just on a roll, man, and you got to ride the hot hand while 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 it's hot. And you know, Houston's eating right now. So I, I mean, I really don't have a more in-depth breakdown other than that. It's just you know, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the hot hand against the team that's struggling. And I'm with you. Case Keenum is Case Keenum. You know, they were fun. To, uh, the Vikings were fun to watch last year, but in the same way that Nick Foles had a breakout year or had whatever kind of year that was last year, you know, Nick Foles and Case Keenum are don't, people should not forget that, you know, they were fringe backup quarterbacks for a long time. So, you know, I'm great. Good on you. You had a great year. You got a You got a good deal. You know, you financially, or you secured the the future of your family financially. That's great. I'm, I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. But, uh, I think that the magic and the, the the sparkle and the shimmer has worn off on that. I like Houston. You know they got uh, they got Thomas at a steal, at a steal. Um, especially when you look at what you know the what was paid for Amari Cooper. Um, I, I like the Texans in this game for sure. Yeah, minus one. I, I I'm, we're going with road teams this week. I yeah, like so it. The Texans have ripped off five straight, and Denver's one and five in their last six. I mean, that should show you enough of where these teams are headed. Uh, it took a little while for the Texans to hit their stride. They had New England week one, which they struggled with. 
Um, but and then that's sole Denver win in their last six games is coming against the Cardinals on a Thursday night game. Uh, that's nothing to be happy about by any means. So yeah, yeah, Tex, Texans should win this. I want to say with ease, but it's any given Sunday as we can see with this Thursday night game. Um, but yeah, I yeah, Texans minus one. These and we're these are all one unit plays. By the way, we didn't specify anything else. All one unit plays on these road teams. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, well, you know, we talked about any given Sunday, but what about Saturday games that we like? This is a weird week. Um, you know, you and I talked, and there's some spreads that we like. There's some. There's a lot that we're not wild about, uh, but one that we're pretty, you know, universally signed off on is this Ohio State game. What do you like about that? Ohio State coming off a bye, having two weeks to stew on <laughs> getting throttled by Purdue. Uh, like, don't, don't get me wrong, Nebraska's looked a lot better over the last few weeks, and they have the, you know, quote-unquote firepower, I guess, with Martinez. But uh, there's been rumors about Urban Meyer retiring and his health and just the way they played so bad two weeks ago. Dwayne Haskins and his his group is going to be so jacked up and fired up and ready to go. Um, I mean, what Haskins is looking at, he's had three straight 400-yard passing games. Uh, the kid's incredible. He really is. And Nebraska is extremely vulnerable through the air. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Ohio State, what's it, minus 21, right? No, no, no. It's actually my bookie's got it at minus 19. Perfect. Minus 19. I was going to say if it's minus 21, buy the half point. Minus 19, there's no need to buy the half point here. I'm saying Ohio State wins this game 51 to 24. Well, that's a generous 24. But, yes, I, I agree with you. Ohio State is going to come out. They're going to be motivated. They're going to be playing smash mouth football they're going to be trying to put a lot of points up real quick and they're going to try to suck the life out of nebraska almost immediately um i'm with you they're going to be fired up ready to go i think they cover that 19 points really easily so uh you know we're just gonna go ahead sorry this game this game's in front of the home crowd for ohio state so this is huge man with michigan on the horizon like this is huge this is a massive game for them to make a statement and get back on the right track with the chance to win the Big Ten still and to get into the college football playoffs if they have a very convincing performance against Michigan. Um, this, yeah, this is just – this is the stepping stone to get to the top where where they need to be. Uh, like I said, I, I have all the faith in the world in Dwayne Haskins to run away with this game quick and in a hurry. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, those of you keeping track on the show, we've done three pro picks and one – college pick that's the way we're going to divvy it up uh this week for free picks obviously patreon supporters if you aren't one become one patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash uh but patreon supporters you will be getting your normal amount uh the normal breakdowns that we we provide there in addition to probably some additional ufc picks but i do want to touch on ufc 230 it is a big card this weekend it was a massive card now it's just a pretty big card uh, but we do have a heavyweight title fight, and that always garners a lot of attention, especially with a, a personality like Derek Lewis in play there. So I do want to touch on that. Um, 
and I really just want to dive right into that main event. You got the double champ himself, Daniel Cormier, taking on the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. You got any thoughts on this fight, Sue? It all depends. Um, is Derek Lewis's wife in town? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Derek Lewis was at the Knicks game two nights ago, and he stood at uh, center court and did interview with the media prior to the game. And they were wondering, they asked him, they said, you know, what do you eat before your fights? You know, what, what's the pre-fight meal that gets you, gets you ready to go? And Derek Lewis's response was, it all depends. If my wife's in town, I eat her ass. So, <laughs> listen. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, is there a funnier guy in all of sports? I don't know, dude. It's just, it's too much, though. It's too much. I mean... I look here. Here's the okay. Here, let's just. I'll go into the breakdown for the fight off of that. Um, Derek Lewis has a puncher's chance, and not much more than that. DC does not like being hit. Um, his stand-up is good, not great. But for the longest time before he went to light heavyweight, uh, Daniel Cormier was the best heavyweight in the world, not named Kane Velasquez. Now Kane is inactive but apparently on the on the mend and coming back but him and cormier are best friends they'll never fight each other but moving away from that cormier i believe is uh the greatest heavyweight on the planet and arguably the greatest fighter of all time i know you disagree with that soup but that's fine we're not here for that right now um derrick lewis has a puncher's chance and not much more than that i'm going to suggest i'm leaning here so this is not an official pick. I'm suggesting, leaning, a play. My bookie has Derek Lewis coming in at plus 470. So I'm going to play that because I like Derek Lewis's chances as far as the heart he has and his punching power and Cormier's ability to get hit. I like that. I'm going to play it. I'm not going to fault anybody for not playing it, but I'm playing that. We are playing that at Derek Lewis plus 470. My actual show pick, if you want the, you know, how we talk about the microphone stamp, is the over one and a half rounds, and that's coming in at plus 130. That's my play for that. I like DC to wrestle heavy the shite out of Derek Lewis and try to submit him later on. They have not released the odds on round-by-round round finishing or anything like that. If you are interested in that, message us on social media, and I will – give you what I believe will be the finish. I like Cormier by dis or by submission in this fight. I'm not sure the round, but I like Cormier inside the distance. I'm probably leaning towards the second or third round. That's why I'm suggesting that the over one and a half be our actual play at the plus 130, but on a puncher's chance and just trying to hit a home run, I'm also going to lean Derek Lewis at the plus 470. How do you feel about those picks, Sue? No, I like it. Um, I like the over one and a half. Um, I like the combination of the two, not not parlaying them, but playing them both individual because I think that if it's going to be under one and a half, I think it's, you know, via Derek Lewis knockout. Um, if he doesn't finish Cormier in the first round, I think he's going to struggle. And like you said, I like Cormier to wrestle Derek Lewis here. Derek Lewis has no wrestling at all. That's Daniel Cormier's forte. Um, 
I can see him dragging this into like, you know, the late second into the third round and just absolutely gassing Derek Lewis and then finishing him by submission. But uh, yeah, I like the over one and a half and I like the the shot at Derek Lewis at plus 470. Yeah, it's almost like a built in hedge more than anything else. I mean, Derek Lewis would really have to do something stupid to get caught in under a round and a half. Uh, you know, like really have to throw his neck out there and Cormier cinch it up. Like Stipe? Like Stipe, yeah. I mean, that's so weird getting knocked out in the clinch like that. But he hit him right in the ear, and you've been bopped in the ear before, man. You know that throws your whole world upside down. Um, So I I think that Lewis would really have to do something dumb to get out of there and under a round and a half. So you almost have a built-in hedge here with this Derek Lewis and over one and a half. If it goes over one and a half, you made your money back on the unit play at the Derek Lewis, uh, you know, on the win. And if Derek Lewis wins and it's over a round and a half, I mean, you know, you're double hitting. But even then, you have you're, you're going to make your money back. So one way or the other, I, it's it's not a foolproof bet, but it's a good combination, and it's one that I like. Um, another fight that I want to touch on real quick before we wrap things up here, because uh, we do have an interview. This weekend, uh, one of the original Ultimate Fighter alums, Chris Lieben, has joined the World Bare Knuckle Boxing Federation is take, and taking on a fellow UFC veteran and Phil Baroni. Uh, and I had the chance to sit down and talk with with Chris. And, and you know, this guy's got an amazing story. Uh, those of you that know him, you know, from the, way back in the day. Uh, the guy is an absolute animal and, you know, has battled off and on with substance abuse and he's clean and he's sober, he's healthy, you know, he, he's living the good life out in California and he's trying to make a comeback and he's doing it at light heavyweight and he's fighting a, uh, a big tough guy and Phil Baroni this weekend, bare knuckle, which will be pretty cool. It's available on pay-per-view. We'll have the, the link to it in the show notes and all that stuff. But Chris was kind and generous enough to sit down with us. Him and I spoke for quite a while, and it was pretty cool just to hear what he's been up to and get his story and what's coming up with that. Uh, But before we cut to that interview, I got one more fight that I want to cover here, and it's a plus 225 underdog. It's Matt, the steamroller Frivola versus Lando Venata. Now, I love groovy Lando Venata. I think he's one of the most low-key, exciting fighters in the UFC. However... Matt Frivola is exactly what his name says. He is a steamroller. He trains with uh, out of Sarah Longo. You know, he's in there grinding with those guys every day. He's a training partner of John Volante, Chris Weidman, who's fighting in the co-main. And, you know, uh, he's just, he's an animal. He's an absolute animal. Uh, I don't, I think this line's a little disrespectful coming in at plus 225. I think Lando's getting a lot of love for his fan-friendly style. I think Frivola comes out institutes a heavy, heavy, heavy wrestle attack and, you know, grinds out a decision win here. The over-under on the fight's coming in at minus 125 for a round and a half. I'm avoiding that and just going with the outright underdog pick in Frivola plus 225, one unit. Uh, My bookie's got that coming in at plus 225. That's my play on that fight. So I know that's a deeper cut, Soup. I don't know if you have anything on that one or not, but that's sort of where I'm sitting with with this card. No, I mean, I've seen Groovy Lando fight. Um, like you said, he's very uh, fan-friendly as far as the way he fights. He's an exciting fighter. I do not have anything to add on uh, Matt Frivola, so I'm just going to take your word on this one, and uh, I'll go with it. All right. So, like I said, Patreon-wise, we're going to have more college football picks. We will have 
more NFL, and we will have more UFC on our Patreon picks. Patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash. That's uh, that's about all we got for today. I'm going to cut to the interview here in a second, but before I do, I want to remind you guys that this episode is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use promo code give me cash, get 100% match on your initial deposit up to $1,000. That's good for this weekend only. After this weekend, that match will get changed. So get it while you can, while the getting is good, as the young kids like to say. At least that's what I've heard. Um, other than that, Soup, I really don't have much. You had a good Halloween? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, it was the first time we got to take my daughter out trick-or-treating. She was, she can walk now and carry her own bucket. So we had a, we had a really good time. <laughs> well, uh, you already know how things went here, man. It was absolutely wild. <laughs> So we had, we had a good time for sure. Um, but anyway, all right, that's it. That's all I got this. That's all I got uh, for this week. Good luck, everybody. I will see everybody on Tuesday. If I don't talk to you on social media sooner than that, if you want additional weird, wild uh, plays for UFC 230, I will be on social media off and on all weekend. we got some big interviews coming up, and we got Eric Anders next week as well. So you guys get ready for that. I will talk to everybody on Tuesday if I don't talk to you sooner. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, guys. Um, so we're going to offer two additional NFL picks to anybody who messages us on Instagram. Get with us on Instagram sometime before Sunday morning. We are extremely active on Instagram. Um, as as a lot of our Patreons and our followers know, we normally respond within an hour um, so two additional NFL picks for anybody who shoots us a message on Instagram. Also, we have finalized our college basketball setup. Um, I'm not sure if I touched on this completely, but you know, you're paying your 10 bucks for your 20 picks a month right now. An additional 30 will get you an additional 60 picks for the month. That's an average of 15 picks for college basketball each week. Uh, college basketball tips off next week. So shoot us a message on Instagram, join us on Patreon. If you're interested in it, you know, let us know and we'll break it down and explain it to you. Uh, if there's a bad week of college basketball where there's only five or six games to play, those, you know, 10 or nine additional picks that you're missing out on, you will get those as far as, you know, NFL, NBA, or um, college football goes. So you'll get your picks that you're entitled to. We're sticking with the 50 cents a pick. That's our baseline. That's what we're going to stick to. Um, so let's get ready for this college basketball season. Uh, Tuesday touchback. We will touch on this again because that's the night before college basketball tips off. But that's all I've got. Enjoy the Chris Lieben interview. And as always, guys, clear eyes, full fist. Can't lose. Here we go. All right, guys, I'm here now with Chris the Crippler Lieben. Absolute legend in the MMA game. What's going on, Chris? How are you, man? Doing good, man. Just training hard and hungry right now. So, yeah, I mean, let's get into this real quick. So, World Bare Knuckle Fighting Federation, uh, November 9th, you're taking on Phil Baroni, another legend in the game. You're, I mean, you're yeah. back, man. You're back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while, so it's, you know, a little bit panicked, like, oh, crap, two and a half weeks, I'm fighting again. Um, right. but, but it's, it's exciting, you know, and especially, you know, just standing up and banging the whole time. Right. Of course. Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything else other than doing what you do best. And that's putting people right. to sleep. So. And there we go. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, first of all, congrats on the sobriety. 
how much has that change in lifestyle really led to bring you back, like bringing you where you're at now? Because I know there were some health scares there for a while, but it seems like you got yeah, that. You know, I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to say 99%, you know, 100%. I mean, really, you know, it was just, I think, you know, because I was relative, you know, I always worked out and I ate pretty good, you know. The only thing were the, you know, sort of my, uh, my, my, some of the choices I made, I think, were the only things that could have caused the, right. uh, the, the health effects that I had. Um, you know, and, and amazing enough, you know, I cut those out and then, uh, you know, the body's a crazy thing. You know, next thing I know, you know, my, my doctor told me, hey, we never thought it'd be possible, but somehow, you know, you're, you're good. You know, your heart is, your heart is, fully strong again so yeah so you reached out to uh world bare knuckle fighting federation said i want to fight did you have anybody in mind a weight class i mean how did you how did you arrive at that point to get you get you here why them why now well you know it's kind of an interesting story you know i i'd actually uh talked to uh you know their number one competitor first uh, um, and, you know, I, we had talked about a fight, and he was going to get me a contract, and then he was late sending the contract, and then I got a call from uh, Paul Taylor, who's the, the vice president over at the World Bare Knuckle Fighting, you know, and, uh, well, first Joe Stevenson called me, Joe Daddy Stevenson, and he, he said, hey, I want, this, I want you to talk to this guy, you know, so I talked to him, um, you know, and he was really on point, you know, hey, we, you know, we want you you know, we're, you know, we'll get a, we'll get a client contract over where the other company was, you know, a couple of weeks late and things were happening, you know. Um, they were really excited to bring me on board. Uh, they got things done, you know, really quickly. And, and then obviously the, the, the main two things were one, they made me an offer I can't refuse. And two, they gave me, uh, an opponent that I love. You know, right. I love the idea of fighting Phil Baroni because, you know, at, at this, at this spot in my career, you know, um, I want to go out and I want to have, you know, good, exciting, memorable fights. You know, and right. Phil Baroni, win, lose, or draw, doesn't have a bad fight. And I kind of <laughs> think, you know, me, win, lose, or draw, you know, I, I don't really have an unexciting fight. So I kind of feel like, you know, for bare knuckles, it's a perfect matchup, you know. One of us, you know, you're going to see some, some hands flying, and one of us is going to go down. You I would know, agree with I'm that. I'm betting it's him. Obviously, he's betting it's me. But, uh, you know, November 9th, we're going to find out. I'm I'm excited. You know, and it's funny, too. He's got all these little training videos he's putting up where it looks like he's training on some sort of barn or, or whatever it is he's got going on. What gym are you training out of? What are you doing to get yourself ready to go? Well, you know, I'm at the arena here in San Diego. I've been here over three years now. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of the coaches at the arena. Um, you know, and I'm a part of the fight team. I coach the fight team. We've got, we've got phenomenal coaches. Um, it, my, my gym is really, you know, an extension of my family team. So, um, you know, it's excited. Everybody at the gym is excited about me being able to get back in there, showcase some of the, some of the new skills that I've learned, you know, represent the gym. Um, so, I mean, it's exciting, not just for me, but for my gym, for the other coaches, for, for my students. For my for my teammates, you know, um, I, I'm going in there and I want to represent them all well. Uh, listen, if if there's betting odds that come out 
for it. And, you know, th- this podcast is based primarily on combat sports betting. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you know now where my money's going to lie. Uh, and, and that's with <laughs> you regardless. Of, and I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. Uh, but, you know, there, there's anybody that's not aware. I mean, highlight reels and, and just the things that exist and the things that you've accomplished in the octagon and just in combat sports in general are just next level. I mean, you're, you're a legitimate legend in the game, man. Um, Thank you. I mean, realistically, you know, you go out there, let's say you go out there, you put on the performance that you want to and that you're, you're visualizing and, and, and you put Phil down. Where is that going to rank on your, you know, your scale of quality finishes and finishes that are going to resonate with you going forward? You know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I've always said, hey, you know, the, your upcoming fight is always the most important fight of your life. And, you know, that that's definitely very true in this case, you know, especially for me now that, you know, um, I've been out for a few years, you know, and I've really got something to prove. I really want to go out and represent my gym well, show the world, um, you know, the changes that I've made, uh, you know, and, and, and I want to go out and prove that the naysayers wrong. You know, I want to go out and prove you all. Of course, even you should say, you know, those guys, I want to shut them up. So, you know, this fight and, and going out and, and, and performing, having a good performance is uh, of the utmost importance to me. Absolutely. So moving forward, I mean, did, with Bare Knuckles, did you sign a one-fight deal, two-fight deal? How's that working out? Are you, you, is this a one-and-done thing? What are you thinking? Well, it's a it's a it's a one fight deal for now, you know. Okay. Uh, you know they they've mentioned, hey, you know, if this happens, we might do that. If this happens, we do this, you know. And I'm one of those guys where I'm always like, you know what? Let's get through this fight and then we'll reevaluate. You know, right? Like like my focus is, you know, on Phil Baroni, November ninth. Like I don't really want to think further down the road than that. You know, is there obviously life's going to go on after the fight? Yes. But all I care about right now is my preparation and getting ready, you know, for, for my upcoming event. So, you know, right now it's just one fight, you know, and then afterward, you know, we can all sit down and talk. Absolutely. Well, let me, so getting ready for the fight, I mean, we're talking bare knuckle here. I mean, I can't, I think it was, you know, I couldn't remember the last time I was hit with an ungloved fist. Well, I mean, what are you doing to strengthen the hands up? How, I mean, what do you do to, to prepare for a bare knuckle fight? I mean, because obviously well, you can't spar bare knuckle, so what are you doing? Right, right. <laughs> so I do my hard sparring, you know, with boxing gloves on. Right. I do, uh, you know, some lighter small sparring with, you know, the, the smaller MMA gloves on. And then, you know, I do my mitts, you know, and my bag work with without gloves, with my hands taped just like I do for, uh, just like I'm going to fight for bare knuckle. Right. Um, now, for me personally, that that I feel like is is working the best. You know, I've talked to some guys and they're out there punching rice and hit strength, trying to strengthen their hands. And it's like, look, dude, those karate guys that strengthen their hands, they've been doing that for like 30 years. We got a couple, you know what I mean? I got a couple months to get ready. I think more important, I just don't hurt my hands before the fight. You know what I mean? So so my whole thing is, hey, I want to take care of my hands, you know, and, you know, if I break a hand in the fight, hey, it won't be the first time. You know what I mean? So, 
you know, uh, then, you know what, I got insurance, I'll deal with that afterward. But, you know, I want to come in healthy, you know, and, and ready to go. Now, I, I noticed that some of those guys, like, they do, like, wrist wraps or anything like that. Is, are you going to be able to, you know, sort of strengthen up the wrist a little bit? Are you going to be able to wrap anything at all? Or, I mean, are you just going oh, in there like – So, the, the, the rule is the knuckles are bare, but the hand is still taped. So, they tape just like, you know, a boxing wrap. It's going to be around the thumb, and the rule is one inch below the knuckles. So, the wrist okay. is still taped. So I'm going to tape the wrist and the thumb, the back of the hand, which is usually where you break it anyway. Right. You know, is, you know, one of those small bones kind of in the back of the wrist area. That's where a boxer's fracture is. Yep. Um, you know, and then I'm just going to, I'm going to hope, you know, I don't explode a knuckle on the top of his head. <laughs> He's got that big Italian grape. There's a good chance that, that might happen. Yeah. Oh, man. my goodness. <laughs> well, that's great, man. Um, I mean, it sounds like you're ready, you're ready to go. And I, I got to tell you, I'm excited to see you back in action. You know, that it was, a, it came as a little bit of a shock, you know, when we initially there was talk to you going to Bellator and then the, the heart issues that sort of put everybody on red alert there. And, you know, just reading that the progress that you've made and, you know, the changes to diet and lifestyle and all that's great. I mean, you know, what, I mean, obviously, somebody telling you that your heart's not working right is great motivation, but, you know, what's really, what's keeping that train chugging along, you know, and, and getting things moving forward still? I mean, how how are you making You know, I mean, I I feel like, you know, not only did I, did my, uh, I have my, my health issues, but, you know, I, I've dealt with issues because of alcohol my whole life, you know, and I was just, and then, you know, and then the kind of the final straw was, you know, I ended up going through a divorce and then I met somebody else. This other person didn't drink. This other person, my, my girl now that I have a child with, she, she, she doesn't drink at all. She never has, you know, and, you know, life was just so much better all of a sudden without drinking. Never mind, you know, and then, you know, I continued to develop a, um, kind of a, 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 I guess, a pack of people around me that, that were that were more focused on, you know, on a healthy lifestyle, and I kind of got rid of those friends that were, you know, wanting to go out and go to the club and hang out and do all that stuff. I mean, it was, it was in my case, you know, it was a total revamping of, of who I was and, and what I was about, you know, and then... You know, I mean, initially they said, you know, hey, you need a new heart. And it went from that to, okay, well, we'll just put in a pacemaker. And I said, look, I'm not doing it, you know, because they said I can never train again. I was like, well, that's not going to happen. So then, you know, I came back and she eventually said, the doctor said, well, I'm glad you didn't have me put in a pacemaker because now you're, you know, you're, you're within the green area. And then I went back and she said, oh, my God, you're even better. You could fight. And then I went <laughs> right. That's I went great. a year and I went back and she said, I don't know how, because most people that make a recovery, they, they, they eventually plateau, but yours is continuing to get better, you know? So, um, yeah, like, like I said earlier, I think 99% of that is, you know, not, not just, you know, the, the alcohol and other things, but, you know, also, you know, the, the lifestyle, the lifestyle change, man. I'm just, I'm mellow. I'm a family man now. Um, you know, I get as much sleep as I can, you know, my focus is on my family and the gym. That's, and that's it. Well, that's great. I mean, I, you know, anybody that has been 
on either end of that spectrum and now finds himself can say the importance of having and surrounding yourself with the right people. And it's super encouraging to hear that you've made those changes and, you know, seeing all the positivity that's coming from it. Now, well, thanks, you- man. And, you know, I hope, you know, I hope that that can, you know, influence some people, you know, because, hey, if I can do it, anybody can do it, you know. And that's, that right there is another reason that, uh, you know, come November 9th, I want to perform well. I want to show everybody, you know, what you can do if you put your mind to it. Yeah, and listen, I, shame on people that doubt you and your ability to do it, you know. And here's the thing is, I mean, you fought UFC, well, I think it was like 20, 20, 22 times, something like that. And I re- correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'm trying to – I'm pulling from the bank here. Um, well, there was something about you never having – needing surgery for an injury prior to – you hanging up the gloves the first time was that is that accurate or am I am I yeah no that's true that's okay. true all right now yeah. so injuries that you had nagging from before you get some stuff cleaned up you know like knees elbows any of that stuff you know the you only thing I, I had done was uh with carpal tunnel in both hands you know because my my had my hands are going real real numb you right. know at, actually my last couple fights you know my hands were you know it, it was it was pretty bad. Um, you know, and then, you know, the carpal tunnel help, but come to find out, you know, talk to some chiropractors and some people later, maybe the injury was in shoulder, how, you know, did I really need it? I don't know, you know, um, but I did do the carpal tunnel surgeries. Are you doing yoga and all that stuff like a lot of, a lot of these guys are getting into now, or how are you handling that? <laughs> you know, I go and get, get one of those, uh, $40 time massages and they kind of stretch me out, you know, right. so. Right. That's 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 about the uh, I'm not perfect, so that's right. about the equivalent of uh, the max of my stretching right there. I got to go it. in and get a go in and get a massage. So <laughs> still working on that. I should do yoga. I mean, I I've tried it. It works great. I, it's it's hard on me, you know. Oh, man. So it's, yeah, it's not... like a tough workout for me to get in there and do yoga. That's that's the problem. I'm so beat up. I mean, I should. I know I feel better afterward, but. You know, we got to pick our battles. Yeah, I know. I've dealt with knee injuries and shoulder and back injuries my whole life. And, you know, occasionally the wife will, you know, try to convince me to go. And on on the rare occasions that I have tagged along, I mean, it's as strenuous a workout as any day in the gym. I mean, and that's just maybe because I'm not a limber guy. But, man, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you do it regularly, there's definitely benefits to it. For sure. For sure. So. All right, man. Well, I'm going to be respectful of your time here. I know that you've been super gracious so far, and uh, I told you before we got on air, thank you, and I want to just say thanks again. As far as the fight itself goes, are they doing this on pay-per-view? Where can people follow you and see what's going on with this journey and and watch you succeed further? Well, you know, I'm probably the most active on uh, Instagram. I think my my name is just Chris Chris Levin MMA. Um, You know, but then also, you know, Facebook and, and Twitter, um, you know, my gym's got a great YouTube page. Um, and as far as the fight goes, you know, they, they want to follow, follow, uh, bare knuckle FC or, or BKFF on, on Twitter. You know, that's a great one. Um, the fights will be on pay-per-view. So, you know, you can order them right there on pay-per-view or you can, uh, fly out to Casper, lovely Casper, Wyoming and watch them in person if you want. Have you ever been to Casper before? You know, if I have, I don't remember. <laughs> Fair enough. I've been a, I've been around the Midwest, you know, and uh, to be honest with you, it all kind of blurs together. Right. 
No, I understand no. 100%. I get it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, take care. I'm going to be watching. And like I said, uh, as soon as I see a line on the fight, man, I- I'm stacking. And I'll uh, I'll be sure to reach out and send you a picture of my bet, my bet slip, you know, let you know what time it is. And then after the fight, man, you know, anytime you want to come on, I'd, I'd love to have you back on. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it.